One. So you don't think there's a lot to talk about today besides the PPI? Wrong. You haven't been on the pre-pre-market show with me and Dennis. We got a lot to cover. Let's get pre-market prep started. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders and investors. Let's get the numbers real quick. S&P's continuing to rally, making a new high of the move up. Six and a quarter, 44.23. Uh, dollar under 103, down 19 cents, 102.73. Bonds, wild day yesterday, but up 7.30 seconds at 126.5. Crude battling the $70 level, uh, up 48 cents at 69.90. Gold holding steady up a couple bucks in 1961. Silver in the green by 11 cents, trying to get back over 24. And Bitcoin, being quiet here, Bitcoin futures, they're up $85 at $26,015. Well, Triple D, uh, you had um, your eyes wide open uh, after the close yesterday. We had some, excuse me, uh, this morning, we got some. Big news yeah. on some healthcare stocks. Yeah, major movement here in healthcare. Money, Mitch, we're going to get right into this because we have a jam-packed show here. So no small talk right into the movement here. I see UNH trading down 5.8%. Humana trading now down 8% here. These are huge moves for stocks that don't usually move. Mitch, what is the reasoning here? All right, United Health Group getting hit after a conference. Their shares dropping in pre-markets following the CEO's mention of elevated volume of non-urgent surgeries at an analyst conference. What would this mean, Joel? Can you give us a little bit more background? I, I mean, it's just yeah, mean? yeah. I mean, they're just paying out. They're going to have to pay out more, you know, for less. I mean, yeah, that, yeah that's it. That's it. But um, that's I, not I what they want to see. I think there's such a good point here. Um, if those non-urgent surgeries, obviously many going to be covered by Medicare. So maybe, you know, these companies benefited from COVID with obviously people, mm -hmm. you know, staying at home, not getting these surgeries that weren't necessary, these non-urgent surgeries. And now they've all been pushed forward. So what that is saying is that now some of these, you know, that were passed, officially passed the pandemic. Now all these non-urgent surgeries are going to start getting done which means Medicare is going to have to pay more out. And with that, when that came out, UNH got hit. I got, I, so I actually saw UNH and I was like, oh, you know, UNH down $3. There was no news yet, obviously, you know, because the algorithms are all over it. Or if it was, they were, you know, a lot faster on it. Um, the news is probably out there, but it was just really, really quick. Um, and then, you know, I'm like, this is news. I knew it right away as soon as I bought it. So I turned around on UNH and I sold most of it. I kept a little piece uh, but then I turned around, I was like, you know, I didn't still didn't know the news at this time. So I'm long UNH and I'm like, this is, I can just tell by the trading action, this is news. And it looks like, and then Humana started getting offered. And I'm like, oh, this is something with Medicare for sure. So then I turned around and I got short CI 
and I got short a couple other ones. Um, I got short XLV. So I was just like, you know, turning around and trying to hedge myself off. And I had sold most of the UNH anyways. I tried to short Humana, actually. Um, it was offered down like a dollar of 511. I was trying to get like 507, 506, 505. Then somebody just came in with like 2000 at 500. I'm like, well, I'm not going to sell 12 points down. I still didn't know the news at this time. So I'm like, I just know there's something with Medicare. UNH was down about six, seven dollars at this time. Humana is now down twelve, and I was like, okay, well, I missed Humana. Did get some CI, did get some XLV short because the XLV is full of these stocks. Um, so um, I actually turned that trade, that losing trade on UNH, around into a winner by just understanding the relationships and being fast to get on the other side of it. So yeah, you know, just, now I we want to point out some, one thing that you said there, yeah. and it's just from. Uh, you know, being old school traders, uh, you know, that we are, you mentioned the size, right? You got a stock like Humana, a stock like UNH, they're in $400 stocks. Yeah. When someone shows 2,000 shares Somebody knows something. in the after hours, they're they're out. They're, they mean business, you know? Yeah, you business. see 2,000 in Bank of America, uh, you know, 2,000 in Intel, whatever, 10,000. You see 2,000 shares one way or another. You better get the hell out of the way. So I just wanted to mention that. Go ahead. It, it took a long time for, you know, the news to actually pop out. It was, I'm sure it was out there, but it's hard because this news headline, which, you know, was just from an analyst conference, was comments and an analyst conference. And, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, just tagged right away there. So, you know, after so long, then we got the news and we know, obviously, this morning it's easy to tell. But, you know, when you're trading these things and you don't know what the news is, all you know is, one, when you see you and H start getting doffer down, you're like, first thing you question is a downgrade but then you start seeing humana go down too and you're like this is probably something with medicare because i know when humana and UNH both start going down hard we've seen this before it's usually news with medicare cvs started going down that started getting hit and then you saw other ones like molina healthcare moh going down um so elv is another one it's down 23 bucks now elevance health so, I mean, if you're quick, and you didn't have to be that quick, there was some opportunities there. Obviously, you know, I, I often say I trade better when I'm, you know, in, you know, a bad trade because I know how to, like, I get a little more desperate. I'm working. At <laughs> I'm like, I need hedges. I need hedges because I just took a pretty good hit on UNH, which I did. I took a good hit on UNH. Um, you know, I, I got long and then I, the news and then it's already, you know, going down three, four or five more dollars. I'm like, I'm in trouble here. So I'm like, you know, one, I took most of the loss. And I'm uh, I'm fully out of it now. But then two, I overhedge by getting XLV CI. Like I mean, overhedge by like I did like ten times more XLV. As, I did as much XLV as I possibly could. But I'm pretty much the only person that was selling it up there. I think because I was was selling at 3145, 3140, 3135, 3130. There wasn't much in there. I wish there would have been some size, but there wasn't much in there. But I was able to get some on um but yeah just i want to i want to expand on just real quickly this is this is kind of taken up on our talk from yesterday about the algos mm -hmm. right in the yeah. you know like picking up this information like you saw it we clearly dennis and i clearly see things in the markets before the news hits right just by looking at these stocks and that you know the upticks and downticks you could clearly see when there's news on something and then the algos pick up on that too and they start scratching. and then like boom 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 they're doing their research oh there's a conference oh someone from unh is speaking oh boom let's go let's find a comment but the thing is is they process all that information in milliseconds 
Yeah. You know, or minutes. Maybe it took a little longer to I, expand. I, I think you're giving him too much credit here, though, Joel. I okay. honestly think the majority, I think they grab it off UNH very quickly because UNH was the comments from them. I don't think they associate it fast. I think it's actually humans. I think With that 2000 offer that went on, on Humana was a smart human. So this is, again, where the human being has the edge over the machines because they don't put it all together as well. Now, again, maybe AI, when they start trading this market, will put that together just in that process that you just mentioned. But I don't think they're there yet. And by the trading action last night, UNH was quickly offered, which we could see. That's probably algorithmic action because UNH comments coming from them. But it's not like they said, you know, oh, we see profits falling substantially. They said we see non-urgent surgeries going up. So the algorithm's that smart to put that together to say, okay, well, if non-urgent surgeries are going up, that means your Medicare costs are going to go up. That means you're going to make less money. You know, I don't know if they can put all that together. A human can quickly put that together. So there were smart humans that were all over that. UNH was getting hit very quickly. And then the sympathy plays, obviously, because they weren't said, but obviously if Medicare costs are going to go up, it's going to be bad for Humana. It's going to be bad for CI. It's going to be bad for ELV. And, you know, on the flip side, which we haven't talked about here yet, it's going to be good for some stocks here as well. So I have a small, odd lot. I tried to buy some. This thing just didn't trade HCA. So you think bad for the Medicare, but if you're getting more non-urgent surgeries going in, that's good for the hospital stocks. So I've got three of them here for you. HCA, which I have a small, odd lot in. I will trade out of that today, but I literally have 17 shares. It's like a nothing position for me. I tried to buy more. I cannot get any more. I tried. Last night, I tried. I tried again, you know, this morning. It's traded only odd lots today. The volume today is 138 shares. I am 17 shares of that 138. <laughs> I would love to have had more, you know, down there, 283. I don't want to pay up 10 bucks for it. You can pay up 10 bucks, but that gives up all your edge. THC is another one. That's up $2 here this morning, so it's getting a pretty good pop here, 2 3%. And then small one, maybe off the radar, which hasn't even traded at all. ACHC. If you have other hospital stocks, let me know them too. Those could be strong here today. See again how my edge is, you know, different than probably what you read in books. I'm understanding relationships, putting the picture together to get an edge as opposed to, you know, looking at the pretty chart and saying, well, cup and handle, this should go higher. There's no technical analysis needed here. This is common sense. Common sense, understanding those relationships makes me a little bit of money and saved me money last night in UNH. Two things I want to point out there. One, I just noticed the down action in UNH started at 1719. And uh, really, the uh, Humana didn't start moving until 1732. So, I mean, so give me those yeah. times again. 1719. Yeah. And 1732. Yeah, so there you go. It really didn't start moving. I was trying to short Humana. Like I said, I was offering it down, trying to get short. There was no bets, Joel. You know, so you're right. off down like three right, bucks, right, four right. bucks. There's no takers. So because Great, they're already this alludes to the first trade of going down, they're like something's up. I'm not buying Humana. So We'll put a bow on this. I just, Eric M has a great question here. Dennis, sure. when you want to get short the XLV right away for a hedge, do you use a discretionary limit order to get in between the spread or you just whack the bids? You hit the bids. You don't play games. Joel, you taught me this back in 1999. When stocks are going up, they don't hit bids. When stocks are going down, they don't lift offers. So all you're doing is picking off anybody who may just be sitting there. So you're just going at the bid. 
I mean, these opportunities don't present 100%. themselves very often. This isn't like something we're going to employ every day that Not we get Medicare volume. news. Yeah. You know, UNH down. When's the hell's the last time UNH fell 28 points and Humana fell 41 points in a day? You know, years? You know, a long time. So this isn't something that's going to happen every day, but just you know, trading experience is like you know, you get in there and you get in there as quickly as you can. Now XLV, remember, has a whole bunch of drug stocks and other stuff in it, so you ain't going to see it fall four percent today, five percent. There's a more pure play, um, IHF, which is your U.S. healthcare providers. That's a really thin ETF though, so you got to be careful trading that one. That one's offered down five dollars, so that's a more pure play. But again, even last night there was a little bit of volume. If you were quick, you could have got. 256 and a half like 50 shares goes and then it's down so i mean there's 50 or 100 shares there there just wasn't size there on any of this stuff so you're not going to get rich on any of these things because there just isn't the size there after hours and obviously now you know there's opportunity sometimes at the open though you could get a sleepy opening you might get an opportunity there to get some size so that's the discussion anyways you know just talking about the trading here a little bit because it was very interesting so um so yeah that's the humana unh saga <laughs> All right, let's get over here. Let's take a look at some other news. Of course, we got news from Shell today. We'll run right through this one. Shell's boosting dividend cuts here and cutting emission outlook. Shell boosts the dividend by 15% and discloses a 5 billion share buyback ahead of its investor day. That'll be starting today. Shell's mm -hmm. Capital Market Day 2023 presentation starts at 8.30 uh, a.m. here. Um, so in just a little bit, that should be starting up. So keep your eyes to see if maybe Shell gets another little boost here. Uh, but nice little push. This Two morning. things. One, Shell trades as an ADR. So we're in the yep. secondary market. So we don't have to worry about price, this all getting priced. And at the open, the stock has already been open for hours overseas. So, I mean, we already kind of know what this in. Two is buybacks just are not, they just don't seem to care about them. So they just don't seem to care about buybacks here. CB had a buyback yesterday and they just shoved it down its throat and, and ended up the stock ended up red on a really big green day. So they'll care about buybacks if it's a tech stock, but they don't care about buybacks in oil right now. They don't care about, you know, buybacks and in insurance companies. There's no AI story here. That's what they're hot for still. So even though these companies are probably pissed off that their stocks are low and they're doing buybacks to try to bring up their price, unfortunately for them, it's just not working because they're in the wrong industries. All right, let's go ahead. And let's, let's go grab Raggy. Yeah, let's get into our conversation here with our guests. Let's get out of shell. Let's find out what Raggy Horner has to say. Good morning, Raggy. How you doing? It always makes me smile to see you three. How you guys she, doing? Man, this, this lady is most complimentary lady on wall street and then right great. back at you raggy uh dennis has something that's uh, sticking in his craw so i'm gonna let him present it to you ahead of the ppi information um yeah so so one thing that i ran across and one of our my followers andrew thank you so much for sending me this on twitter um and i talked about this and i wanted to bring raggy into this conversation as well here um, I've been talking about shrinkflation here, Raggy, and I don't know if you noticed, but when you go into your stores, the products over the years seem to have gotten smaller. So I think, you know, we're safe to say that shrinkflation is a real thing. So I asked, I was talking about this on the show a couple of days ago, and um, a follower, you know, I didn't know if the CPI captured this. A follower sent me this, Andrew, sent me this great article here 
um, which um, you can tweet out or follow the link if you want. It's in my Twitter here. But it's from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. And the title of the article is Getting Less for the Same Price? Explore How the CPI Measures Shrinkflation and Its Impact on Inflation. So the CPI does indeed calculate shrinkflation into the numbers. That's comforting. Until I get to their conclusion, Rocky. <laughs> And do you want to know what they estimate? In chat, we can throw it out there too. What they estimate the annual shrinkflation rate is and its effect on the CPI? What do, you, what do they estimate it to be? Take a wild guess. Shrinkflation. What does the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics calculate the shrinkflation effects into the CPI? Take a wild guess. How much percent? I mean, I'm sitting down. I'm ready. I'm sitting down. I'm bracing myself. <laughs> Hit me. Yeah, you, you don't want to you don't want to take a guess. Yes, come on, Rocky. I would Joel guess two percent. That you know, shrinkflation is probably two percent. Oh, I I was thinking two to three times that. You were thinking five or six percent. I was. Do yes. you know what they calculated in the CPI? How much did it spend annually? An annual effect? Zero point zero one percent on Earth. One on Earth, exactly. One one hundredth of a percent. So that means, let's just give this perspective, that the size of your chocolate bar will go down one percent every hundred years, according to the CPI statistics. So now I challenge everything that they do. If this is what they are calculating as shrinkflation, Raggy, if this is what they are calculating, 0.01%. They are either very, not very good at their jobs or they are flat out lying to us because this is an unbelievably ridiculous conclusion. I talked about the sunscreen going up 20% last week from shrinkflation. 0.01% is an absolute joke. Whatever you're doing, Department of Labor Statistics, to calculate shrinkflation, do it another way because we're not stupid. Our products are not falling in size 0.01% a year. What are your thoughts here? Now I just challenge everything they do in the CPI. And obviously, we had a CPI number yesterday, so I want to bring this all in the conversation here, Raggy. But I just fed you a lot of information here. <laughs> I mean, we see CPI falling. Are they lying to us about CPI falling? I'm scared now that I, I see a statistic thoughts. like I this. Two thoughts. One, everything. I should have put a little Baileys in my coffee this morning. Raggy, give me your thoughts. Yeah, I need yeah. a buzz for this conversation. My thought is this, <laughs> and everything you said is spot on, and it just reminds me of the fact that we are not trading data ever about the real world. We're not trading the real inflation. We heard about transitory inflation last year from the Federal Reserve. Mm. We trade what we're told. We trade the reaction, even though you're absolutely right. There's the world of the real, and then there's our stock market. True. I have to remember, I'm taking, what is it, the blue pill? I'm staying in the matrix. <laughs> and that's and that, I think, what I remind to. myself, in fact, my my background on my on my desktop here is the matrix code because I remind myself get out of the real world rog shrink it shrink shrink inflation what that's a British term isn't it if I remember it's a British economist that that, came but up with that term it's a good it, term shrinkflation the bottom line is I have to trade the bonkers numbers and and you're right the new math but at the end of the day that's what moves the market and yep. it, you're right it it boggles the mind but that's the game we play so let's bring it back we got the ppi coming with mm. cpi yesterday and now we you know even if we look under the hood and say well these numbers aren't real which they probably aren't we still have to trade the numbers that we're being told because that is what the market will react to is the 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 numbers that are either miscalculated or flat out lying to us right. So, Raggy, give us your thoughts here, one on yesterday's CPI data, and then two PPIs coming in 10 minutes. Two things I always remember. 
I can look at whatever expectations are. We can look at the consensus. We can look at the four-week average or the last handful of releases. At the end of the day, the way that I position myself as a trader is I try not to guess at what's going to happen. I wait for whatever is going to happen. I look at historical volatility and say, all right, is this price action usable? Did it reach a level at which I can buy something or sell something, or is it just beyond historical volatility? And I'll wait for the next opportunity. So in terms of CPI at 831, I'm making a, I'm making a decision. On PPI at 831, you know, I'm going to make a decision. So there's the part of me that is, Dennis, just like you thinking, what on earth is the new math that goes I, on? How, I how do I get that gig? How do I get that gig where I can just make numbers up? What a great gig. <laughs> That's a good gig. If we imagine our job and we can just make numbers up, we'll just make up our own P&Ls and they're real <laughs> and we can just use those P&Ls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I made $100,000 today day trading. I did fantastic. That's called Twitter, make Dennis. Up, make up it's stuff. called Twitter. It's called Twitter. It's called Dennis. Twitter. That's what they do on yeah. Twitter. Uh, I just want to... <laughs> I want to pivot real quick here. Uh, a big complaint about this rally has been, you know, the narrow breadth with the mega cap tech leading us the way. Uh, IWM, hey, hey, it woke up. Uh, nice move over the last week, week and a half. Uh, but financials, uh, they're, they're acting okay here, starting to participate in the rally. Uh, but we don't know how to integrate AI into bank stocks. So, Tell us, you know, what you've seen so far in the financials and perhaps what you see in the future. I love it, Joel. So you mentioned KRE, regional banks, the Russell. When I see the Dow and the Russell moving together, I know XLF is probably moving, our financials ETF and regional banks KRE are probably moving. When they're moving together, I know I've got good harmony and likely good follow through. And finally, what is what is KRE? 20% of the Russell? So I know that when Kerry gets out of the way, the Russell can start to play catch up to the big three indices. Market breadth, and I'm going to come at it from a very different different way. I've been inspired by Dennis. I don't care about market breadth, never have, because if I think about the 500 stocks within the S&P, what, the top 14, 15 are where most of the percentage weighting is at? So that means the other 400 plus, frankly, don't matter. So when I'm looking at market breadth, we never, we've never really needed full participation. I need participation from tech, financials, and healthcare for the S&P. Healthcare is still a bit of a dumpster fire. Financials are starting to wake up, and tech has been the engine that's been driving everything. But interestingly enough, tech XLK is weighted heavily in the NAS, in the S&P, and in the Dow. So I don't care who's participating broadly. I want to know that those players are doing what they need to do because that's the engine, right? When I lift the hood on the S&P, I see tech, I see financials, I see healthcare. Golden bonds. I mean, uh, the bond market, I mean, we've been waiting for well, the 134 level, you know, is long away. We don't know what the Fed pivot is. We don't know what the information, uh, but just talk about your positioning in the gold and the bond market. I tell you, and it, this might be a little counter what we've been seeing but if bonds like to play a game of chicken with the Federal Reserve, usually about six months out, right? So we're in the September contract. We can look at the DEES contract. When I look at those two, I'm thinking, like a lot of us, are we going to see a pivot in November, December? And at what point do bond yields start to fall? And right now, I'd like to get long bonds. I know it's a ridiculously tricky position because we don't know if we're going to get a rate hike in July or not. But if bonds are past July and they're thinking November, December, I'd really like to get long bonds. And if that drops the real yields, that, that chasm between the nominal yield of a bond and the rate of inflation, 
I want to get long gold too. I'm just waiting for my spot. I've sunk into it today, but we've got this grenade called the FOMC press conference at 2.30. Oh, and oh, who yeah. knows it's going to come out of Kapowell's mouth. There's a silver lining market here. We'll find a way. Even if he says a little bit hawkish, they're like, oh, he's just talking tough because the markets are up. He's not going to really be tough. I mean, we are fully in this. Like, And again, I was I tweeted this out last night, Raggy. But I mean, if you were in the bear camp a month ago, you had some, you know, you had IWM, which wasn't too far from the lows. S&P had really been kind of treading water here. Q's were in a full bull market. You couldn't argue that. But I mean, now you've got broad participation here. You have other stocks picking up the slack, value names picking up the slack, IWM coming out of its range and breaking up to the outside. It's a tough time to be a bear now. You know, I, I think the one thing that we stopped talking about collectively is we don't talk about recession. And I kind of thought to myself, what's going to happen if we end up with a recession? So Powell and company hike us right into one. Labor productivity rises and it forces them to have a cut. However we take the path, it's good for stocks. And of course, we know mm-hmm. the stock market is not the economy. So however I want to slice it, and like you mentioned, if we've got KRE on the move, that's going to help the Russell. If XLF is on the move, S&P is going to be benefited. If XLV starts participating, forget about it. We're firing yeah. on all three cylinders. The only problem why, XLV's got problems today with UNH, but well, that's a story for. Well, why do rates always have to go up or down? Why can't they just be steady? Why can't people give four and a half, five percent on their money? I mean, the economy's doing okay under the current situation. Everyone's speculating. Oh, pause, cut this, that, and the other thing. What's wrong with having stable interest rates for an extended period of time, as as long as the economy holds in there? Joel, what are you thinking using this kind of common sense and patience? <laughs> We're in the stock market. We need to knock the common sense out of <laughs> what ourselves. What is going on? Someone check Joel. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> Absolutely. But we have a twitchy monetary policy. Look at G7, G8. They can't help themselves. They've got access to okay. levers and dials, and they've got to do what they do, and it's going to ultimately support equities. But, uh, Joel, I'm a little worried about you. Back in my cage. I mean, I think we all worry a little about Joel. Worry but, about <laughs> Raggy Horner, Managing Director of Futures at Simpler Trading. Always great to have you on. The chat always giving you great love. Definitely give her a follow and check out Countdown Trader. Check out also the pre-market show that she does, too. She has some great ones. Check them out, team. All right. Have a great one. Take care. All right, let's get back to the action. Let's take a look at, of course, we're about to get PPI to come in and different numbers to come in today. Of course, it's going to be one of those days where we got to stay on our toes. Let's take a look here. Year over year outlook for PPI at 1.5 prior being 2.3. When we take a look at core month over month is expected to be pretty much in line. Same thing as the prior reading 0.2 and then core PPI year over year expected to come down 0.3. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Prior reading at 3.2, consensus at 2.9 here. We'll see when it hits the tape. I'm, I'm so discouraged after that, just taking it back to, you know, reading that article that Andrew sent me there on Twitter about, you know, this, you know, shrinkflation. And they calculated in the CPI to be 0.01% a year. And I'm just like, these numbers are all just fugazi. You know, you wonder if they're almost made up. I mean, that how can they be that inept? How can they really be that, you know, poor at their job to actually think? Do they actually really believe this? Do they really believe? I'm going to read it right from their conclusion on this paper, and you can show it. It says, however, the impact of product downsizing at all commodity and services level is minimal. 
with an average annual effect of 0.01% per year. So while consumers may notice shrinkflation at the grocery store, it has very small impact the overall inflation picture they face. Exactly. Well, if you're noticing it, I will never notice 0.01%. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm never going to notice. And I notice what else, too. So Mick, I Dennis, 829, get out of okay, here. Yeah, get out of here. We're, rant over. It's all get just over. Get out of here. They're get just very, this, is, this is wrong. They're just flat out wrong. All right, the truth actually, is, they don't care. We're up seven. Or they do 50. care, Mitch, and they're just flat Dennis, out you're going to get picked do. off here, and you're going to blame us. You okay. Got less than seconds. Get out of here. I don't even think it's going to move. You don't think it's going to move? Okay, here's the setup. It's going to go up, right? It's going to go dip. Oh, then, uh, and they're like, oh, when we buy dips. <laughs> All right, 4428 standard okay, market high. There's nothing there. There's absolutely no resistance, no daily resistance until we get to 44.54. On the downside, uh, the pre-market low, 44.13. That's close enough to the high close for, uh, at 44.15.75 for me, where I would be re protecting profits here. Protecting profits if we break that level. On the upside, we take out the pre-market high. Not much there. Mitch, give us a preview. All right. I've given the numbers at least. I'm really looking to look to see the thing that I think is interesting is PPI is supposed to come down about, what is it? Now we're looking at 0.8. Uh, so 2.3 down to 1.5. That's the year over year reading. Let's see what happens here. Does it come in closer towards that 2.3 or below the 1.5 reading? Um, of course, everybody looks at PPI as kind of more of a leading indicator than CPI. So let's see if the market does move off of this. And of course, the core PPI reading is expected to come right in line prior point two month-over-month uh, month outlook is what we're talking about. Year-over-year year outlook supposed to come down on core PPI. We'll see what happens when the news hits. All right, there we go. We're starting to get it here, and I can show you guys it right from the Benzinga Pro. Yeah, here. there's so, muted price action here. Muted price action. Uh, Correct, Dennis was calling back. there. We you, even you're already back? Already oh, man, back. I thought we got rid of you for five PPI minutes. was down 0.3%. No, 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 can't do it. Estimate, so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even think they care. <laughs> All right. Well, let me get the numbers here. Uh, year over year outlook for the PPI was at 1.1 versus 1.5. Definitely comes down a significant amount. U.S. core PPI year over year at 2.8 versus 2.9. Good look there. Prior was 3.2. Uh, the month over month coming right in line um, on core PPI. And then on PPI month over month coming in at a negative 0.3 versus a negative 0.1 estimate there. We'll see what happens if this does move the markets. What are you seeing, Joel? Uh, I saw a pullback to a mid-range on the session to the tick at 2050. That's one of the things when uh, we get up here in no man's land, there's really not much else to go on in the S&Ps. And uh, that was at 2050. So we'll call that 4420. I will say all systems go to the to the north if we hold 4420. Uh, meanwhile, it was firm at 4428. We got a little bit of a spike up, but you know, there were some patient sellers there. And why not? If you've been long this whole rally, you don't know what Powell's gonna be saying or doing if he wants to take a little air out of this market. And someone made this point, and I don't know if it was actually on. I think it was on CNBC, and I actually had it on this morning along with Charles. And this lady said, if the if Powell wants to get tough, if he wants to show, you know, a little bit of grit, that he would go a quarter point here. 
He would say, I'm convinced Dennis is right about uh, shrinkflation. And, <laughs> and, and we need to go. But, I, you know, the Fed funds tool, right, which we all live and die on, is what, down to 10% now or 5% that he's going to pause? I think if it's, I think it's time for Powell to step up and do his job, go another quarter point, because I don't think he's fooling anybody. I think we still got some more inflation. Yeah, CME Fed tool over 90% here. Um, it would be a very surprising result if he did that, Joel. So mm-hmm. I, know. I think that that's something that we'll definitely keep an eye out for. I don't think I'd be in that camp, at least on this report. But is he going to leave on the table that he could hike rates at the next meeting? I think he'll still do that one where he'll say that, yeah, this is not an official pause. We can still uh, hike rates if we need to. He wants to have the soft landing victory parade here. So, you know, you got to think it's all political, too. It's not just about, oh, the market's up so I can raise rates. There's all that aspect to think about it here, too. So I agree with Mitch. I don't think he's going today. I think he may go eventually. But I don't think somebody was saying, oh, they might pull the Canada because Canada did the surprise quarter point hike. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that here. Are they set up to do it if they want to do it? Sure. Is inflation in check in the real world? Hell no. The CPI is calculating 0.01% shrinkflation. So obviously it's all just nonsense. But I mean, the numbers, like Taragi's point, is those are the numbers we have to trade, the numbers that they're giving to us. Whether they're miscalculated or just flat out lying to us, there's nothing we can do about that. So we trade what's in front of us. The bots believe everything because they're told what to believe. AI isn't here yet. So, I mean, bots believe inflation's coming down. So, S&Ps are going up. We uh, have to go with the numbers that were fed. That's what I talked about when Raggy was on. And I think that that's the only thing we can go off of. Just the numbers that we see. Not the that's numbers that we see do. in the grocery stores. Yep. The numbers that you see in this data. Because yep. that's what we have to go on as traders, right? Yes. Of course, we can talk about this at the bars. We can have great conversations with Dennis, as you can tell. I have it right here live in front of, you know, eventually 10,000 listeners <laughs> here. So, But know, the truth is, that's not going to make us an edge, right? That's not going to make us some money. And if we're fighting on that inflation isn't going away, but... Of course, they. What say was the point three versus point one? That 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 was uh, that was, was that. So number. you're seeing X food. If you're looking at CMC, they're talking food, and en- so they're taking out food and energy here now. Yeah, but so I we saw know that- energy dropped, so mm-hmm. it's helping the numbers. Yeah, it's helping. So the numbers. you got energy going down. Food just seem- always seems to go up, but I mean, they take out the energy because it fluctuates so much. They don't want to talk X energy a lot of times. Yeah. All right. Let's transition. Let's go to a little bit of some highlighting of the AMD event. Was this a buy the rumor, sell the news event? Oh, yeah. uh, Joel was talking about that just yesterday, and it seemed like it definitely did get a hit on the event, even though they were unveiling certain products. Right. Let's talk about it. So AMD definitely unveiled a new product here, the MI300X. Uh, the most advanced GPU for AI that they have and shipping to select customers this year. I thought a really important comment was when CEO Lisa Su predicted that AI accelerator market to grow from 30 billion to over 150 billion wow. by 2027. Um, and Lisa Su was on CNBC too, talking AI afterwards too. I mean, why the big pop here today? So we sell off here. Is is there Sneaky. a rating here? Sneaky. No. Is I there a rating? No. Because we we had the rug pull. You know, which we say, you know, you run up into an event, a lot of times you have the rug pull. We just had that happen with Apple. So it's the exact same thing here where it's just, you know, the expectations is simply too high. 
I'm still long AMD. I didn't sell any shares. Um, I still think it's longer. I still think it's higher longer term. Valuation stretch, though. Needs a pullback. I'd love it to get back down to 110. I'd buy more. Uh, so I have another confession to make. I did uh second time. I listened to CNBC yesterday when Lisa Sue was on because I remember her voice when she worked with me on the floor. And so I wanted to see. I listened. I wanted oh. to listen. And I'm telling you, I know uh, uh, Zoltan's been trying to get a hold of her. I'm almost 100% sure that that was the person I worked with. But anyway, <laughs> convinced that he has I, a I just want, I like to, Lisa you know what? Sue. I like to know if I'm wrong. Because it was uh, Lisa Sue and she went Let to me MIT. Ask that GPT. Maybe they know. Uh, I was doubt Lisa it. Sue a uh, trader? Dennis. <laughs> I don't want you to complain. I would think that would come up, you know, like in conversation <laughs> with, you know, when she comes on CNBC. Well, you were a floor trader, you know. You're talking. She was a stock. clerk. She was not a trader. Oh, clerk. She was, she was a clerk. Okay. Um, Dennis, I I don't want to hear from you when this is at one ten that you should have sold it at one twenty nine. Oh yeah, you, I'm going to complain. You guys are my oh. sounding board. <laughs> The glass, the pessimism in me, the glass half empty guy here. Be like, why didn't I sell and rebuy it all? So you should sell today. If I had on for a trade, I would sell into this. I'll say it right now. If I had on for a trade, I would sell at 120. But okay. I'm it, trying it, this... to hold stuff better. I'm trying yeah. to hold stuff Dennis, longer. do you have your little notepad money. out there? Because I'm going to give you a number in AMD that I want you to 129. That's where you're selling. Okay. Are you buying? Oh, I'm just saying keep an eye on it. All right. Okay. The one problem is when I keep an eye on my portfolio is on my long-term portfolio, I actually do worse. I'm better when I just don't look at it. 129.19 <laughs> is your all-time closing high. Right. Uh, you made an all-time high yesterday at 32.33. They couldn't sustain that into the close. The closing price was 129.19. Then you look at your your uh, your after hours and your pre-market chart. And you got someone perched in 129 here. So that's all I'm going to give you. I don't want to hear anything else. If you want to hold I on like to this. I like complaining. All right. <laughs> I think I think we need that. I like to see a close over 129.19. And I won't just say today. I'll say if it ends the week over 129.19, then hold on. I know there could be a lot of movement. In between, it's that. been a good run. We went from 80 to 130 in like five weeks. This has been a huge run. Nvidia had a huge run too. Nvidia is trying, you know, but again, it's stalling out right at its old high. So, you want to talk a number 419 on Nvidia here? That's a big number. Where to get to pre market, Joel? Nvidia was up more than this. Nvidia was actually up this morning. It's turned to the red. Where was Nvidia this morning? Because I looked, it was up two. Yeah, months. it was up big. Uh, yeah, it it's got up around. to four fourteen fifty. Four fourteen, and we're down five six bucks. So again, I think you're right. I, I think AMD is a ring the register day for it, to be honest. And you know, but I'm trying to hold. <laughs> I'd probably put it in the long term portfolio, but I'm here. I am talking against my book. I'm the only person, me and Joel, the only people who talk against our books. Talking against my book, just and put it in the long term portfolio. It's supposed to stay in there longer than five weeks. It's been All a good right. one. I think it's longer, but I do think if you're if you have it on for a trade, I'd ring the register today too. All right, Joe. How about we get a little bit of an update on what's going on with UNH, uh, HUM, and that situation? Are we still seeing a leak? Yeah, I mean, you got a identifiable low. 
I'm not saying, you know, like if you really, it could be one of those days where you see this pre-market low of 461.50 and you're like, man, I should have been out there at 462. But uh, right now, the the, the pre-market low, 461.50, three buck bounce off that. So there we go. We have that, at least a level. Is there anything, the low of the move too. Let's just uh, give you a range here. Low of the move has been 457 to uh, 457.59 to 461.50. To me, I'm not thinking about shorting the stock. If I was short, I'd be thinking about that entire zone, trying to buy it, trying to get it on the cheap, near the low of the move and above the pre-market high. <clears throat> Excuse me, pre uh, S&P is leaking here. Yeah, um, S&Ps are leaking a little bit. We're holding yes. 44.20. And then let's go to Humana, see if we're getting a little bounce in Humana. Uh, yeah, just a little bit of a bounce. Let's mark down the pre-market low at uh, 468.90. And what's the low of the move? Going back to February, 471.56. So there are your zones here. S&Ps are now breaking down a little bit they just more. The PPI is... Oh, it's all lies, lies. Pre-market prep says it's all lies. Get out while you're getting good. I mean, we, we also got to keep in mind, right? Uh, option expirations coming into play. FOS. Yeah. Quad which we haven't even quad talked which, about. Which, right? I think quad, that that's the rebalancing one thing. happening. S and P like, Russell is. How next much Friday. more can this rally have? That's what I'm thinking, right? I know that I don't like to go off of indicators, but all my indicators are saying that this is. It's In the last two years, when your long-term account starts feeling good again, Mitch, it's always a good idea to take money off the table. Yeah, man. That's I'm why like, I'm looking at my long-term account, and it's back up again near the highs, and I'm like, you know, man, I should sell some stocks. <laughs> I, I will tell you guys, I did sell out of uh, Square yesterday. I did take a pretty good portion off of Intel yesterday. Um, just trying to pay. Did myself. you listen to that number I gave you? Thirty-three eighty-six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll Did tell you, you one thing. As soon as it started breaking back through that, Joel, I said, "You know what? Let's pay ourselves here because there's nothing worse than seeing a bigger trade just completely give up." And Horrible. this is a little bit when of a bigger a one. Loser. We've all done it. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, don't let that happen. Yeah, and I did about... go after a different one. Um, what you got, Joel? What, what do you uh, want no, to go to? I just, I just, um, I saw a comment in the chat here. Uh, about using Chad GBT to you know to get some information. Yeah, and like, like how far does it go back? Uh, pretty good, Joel. I'll tell you that like, much. What do like you want to know? Far? It can get pretty much anything right. What do you want to know? I'll test. Uh, you. well, yeah. Uh, like, does it have? Does it pick up stuff from like pre-internet, like the seventies? Yeah, and the it's 80s? history. It has it has access hmm. to historical data. They're if all going to put us out of jobs If anything, here, if anything, Joel, like you don't need years, a history teacher no more. You got ChatGPT. Okay. In three right. years, there's no longer Joel and Dennis and Mitch on pre-market yeah. prep. It'll have three AI bots, and the AI bots are talking in their monotone voice. It'll be like Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. I, the thing is, Dennis, it won't be a monotone voice. Higher. We sell UNH. We believe all the neighbor <laughs> statistics. That's what is going to be the future of the market. The future is bright. Get to the chopper. I, I, I think for. I'm telling you, man. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Skynet is coming. Skynet is coming. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, now, what, what I did want to, I want to go into a different area. One area that I've already missed, but that I'm starting to grab a little bit of. I went after love. 
Um, so yesterday I grabbed a little piece of this. I've been missing the airlines run. I was talking this about has this been one. off you the bottom. The prep. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm looking for some type of lag. I've missed I out know. on some of this. Move. It hasn't moved with the others. You're right. So, I like the love too. We said it I'm two like, days ago. Man, you know, I got to start listening to this show more. <laughs> got to go after stop a little love. all these relationship stuff and just listen to pre market prep, and we make more money. Hey, who who knows, right? So I'm going after this one. Uh, of course, the airlines have already taken off. American, UAL, DAL. Those were the three that I was talking about just a couple of weeks ago that could get a nice lift. I was able to play DAL and UAL for a win, but then there's some news that came in on AAL, which knocked it down, stopped me out of that. And now I'm looking at these and they're looking like they want to keep going. My biggest thing is just going to be oil, right? We haul, we We heard about strategic... Uh, kind of reserves could get start to get filled up. So that's a concern out there. I'm keeping a close eye to see if crude gets back above 70 today. It was at that level, right, Joel? I mean, if we take a little peek there. Oh, it's big. It's got a bounce. It, it definitely, I think you're looking at consolidation pattern. You got the two-day bounce. It was nice. Crude can be technical. You took out uh, last week's low. Buy a smidgen, caught a bid. 77, I think, or right at the $67 area. Um, I, Keeping an eye right now, if the rallies can continue, let's keep an eye on the 70-40 area. Uh, that is your three-day high or yeah, your two-day high as well as a current high in the session. So we have found buyers in the 70s on uh, multiple occasions in uh, uh, March, in uh, early May, and then again. So that's the floor. Maybe just a trading range here. Uh, but boy, that 67 last week's low looking good in the crude oil market. Um, the Shell News is kind of helping those stocks today a little bit. But uh, keep an eye. Right now, you have a pair of highs at the 7040 area if you're looking for more upside in crude oil futures. All right. So we got a couple of more news headlines to get through them. I thought no better way than then go ahead and get into Trade Zero. All right, first one up we're going to get to here is a disaster stock of the day. Let's go to Law G, no, start, of course. Start at the top. First, ignore ZVZZT. That's a test stock, so that's doesn't Well, you want to talk. Oh, I want to buy that. Toyota? Another $7. I didn't even know that. Well, I'll, I'll give you. This stock all of a sudden. Toyota definitely moving. This thing was a dog three weeks ago, and all of a sudden it's like yeah. the star of the portfolio. Value investing <laughs> is back. Toyota's getting into EV. Oh, my, bats, oh my goodness. We never considered the Toyota could actually Another, EVs. What's the well, news today, one of the biggest bitch? thing, right? I mean, it's still, it's still moving off of the news yesterday. But one of the biggest things is the competition, right? Competition level with Tesla has always been that Tesla has the better mile range, right? The, the longer uh, miles, right? And now that they're going for solid state batteries, this is going to give uh toyota the advantage there if it could really get this together to eventually match up to tesla's right this is one thing that tesla always says that they have the best in that they you know have created their best batteries and they're going to continue going moving forward now one stock that did move off of this toyota news that i think is important to keep an eye out for is QuantumScape. this started to get a little bit of a lift here of course Sweet why pie. because what is their technology it's solid state battery Ooh. and so this is starting to get a nice little lift. Of course, if if uh, Toyota is going to support this technology, 
then some people are going to come looking to see if QS can really start going. This is so why yeah. we pay money, Mitch, the big bucks. He comes up with the sleepy tech play quantum scape. Look how sleepy that was yesterday, too. Nice call, money, Mitch. Yeah, Things and pull. now we, get a, we need a pullback here. Maybe you don't. Maybe a chase. I don't know. Oh, pullbacks, Dennis. Come on. Yeah, I like pullbacks. Momentum. You're talking about momentum. It's got some momentum going to the upside here. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes on plays like this, you just gotta, you just gotta nibble. Let me, can I just say this? Up portfolio is looking awesome here today. I own Toyota. <laughs> I own AMD. I own ALB. I love this value market all of a sudden here yeah. because it's like going over on some of my stocks here. So THC starting to show up, baby. I'm telling you, I would gave you that one there. Oh, who was talking ago. about THC, THC this morning? <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's the healthcare. About, that, the hospitals benefit. You got to say if you know we're at, if those non-urgent surgeries are going to happen, Medicare stocks get hit. Hospitals are going to benefit from that. So it's a little bit of common sense working on that trade. All right, we'll see what other is moving here. I see ALB showing up. I'm keeping an eye out to see what happens with lithium names with ALB, of course. I'm keeping oh, an eye yeah. out. How's your ALB like... doing, Dennis? I'm up in that thing now. That was Not the dot. I did the Netflix, Ooh. Joel. I bought it at 260. It was a horrible buy, and then I tripled down at 180. Never frown average down works again. Kathy's <laughs> way, baby. Usually it doesn't work. But uh, it's up. You know what? You got to make a distinction here, Dennis, because you know people that listen in occasionally. You're talking about, and this is one thing that's really differentiated you from a lot of different traders is investing and trading. You know that UNH. It was actually a good thing that you lost money on that because your radar was up, right? I made money overall on that losing trade. By right. just quickly flipping, quickly getting short a couple of the peers, and quickly cutting most of the loss on the stock itself. So, um, buddy at Bright, got to give him props there too. Fantastic traders, and he's like, "This is news." Like, what? he bought UNH, I buy UNH, and he's like, "This is news." Would he I'm come like, on like, the I'm show? The hell out. What's, what's that? Would he come on the show? Sinny? Yeah, probably. He's ask awesome him trader. today. He's hey, he's like he he can look at the tape after hours. Like and I, I'm pretty good at it too, but it just looks at it as like, well, that's upgraded and that's downgraded. He's like with the <laughs> urban and the like without having it, you know, with the urban and the Capri the other day. He's like, that went offered and that went bid at the exact same time. That's a note, and I'm like, you're right. I'm like, when they go bid offered because it's a bot that gets the note, and then they go buy urban, you know what? sell short, it's a Capri. So we can tell just by the trading action. Well, that's downgraded, that's upgraded. That's how you tell without having the note. That's called tape reading, folks. These are some skills that you have to work on, right? To develop, right? It doesn't, it's not something that's easy. Great trading. Excellent trader. Um, Now let's keep going. Let's go to the downside action here. I did want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple companies here. Let's go to MVIS. I know that a lot of people have been watching this one run as of late, but it did the good old public offering as Microvision stock falls here, Mm. announcing a 75 million public offering of the common stock. And just to mention, there is a 30 day option here for underwriters to purchase an additional 11.25 million shares. We have a price. Uh, no price specifically out given. I'm pretty sure this was at market's close yesterday. I'll kind of confirm that in just a second here. Uh, but uh, Dennis is going to say, you know, this had a nice rally up over eight bucks, and now you're getting a little bit of a discount here. I, the way say, this I don't trade you, this stuff. No, 
No, I don't trade this. I mean, it's pulled back 50% retracement. T- sure, there two to go. eight, five. Five is a logical bounce point. I don't know if you're going to get all the way down. I don't trade the small stuff. You know, it's funny. Um, I was actually talking a lot about your 50% retracement levels that you guys talk about often yesterday on our book club yeah. um, because we were talking about fib retracement levels and then everybody could see it on the 50% retracement, how much it works. I was showing multiple charts. So I shout out to you. the book club and there. Remember the 50% we, I, I, I can teach you my technical analysis book in 10 seconds. Here it is. Support. <laughs> no, five seconds support resistance trends 50 percent retracements that's all you need is that the book Ooh, i sent you with about six with about technical six. analysis taught to you in that's all that's in here bro that's all that's in here bro Dennis, is that the, is that just, the book i all, sent you you know derivatives of that <laughs> Joel, right, what else have we got in these filters what is Joel right, right, not listening, uh, 300 pages of uh <laughs> two three text <laughs> two three lines there guys support resistance trends 50 percent all right guys let's That's talk about you, you don't need any of these oscillators throw your bollinger bands out the window <laughs> that's what you need that'll work that works most of the time okay let's get to the last conversation just overall action of course we've seen so many stocks like adobe take off we've seen stocks like nvidia and nvidia had a pretty good day yesterday even though some stocks were struggling like amd was struggling NVIDIA was actually pretty strong, at least I felt like. You could see it never even went really down uh, below the kind of yesterday's action, the prior day's action. What are you guys thinking about that chart Man. on NVIDIA? It just seems like it can't stop, won't stop. I'm probably probably uh, the few people that actually made money shorting NVIDIA yesterday, but not something I recommend. Yeah, uh, shorting those rockets. <laughs> not something I, I recommend. I think it's topped out. I'm going to say it again. Oh, I'm still going know, with it. The 419 holds. I don't think it makes a new high. The four nine. Why don't you holds. sell your AMD then? I know I should. Yeah, Joel, wouldn't you sell AMD and sell my AMD for me? He's like, <laughs> you're up like thirty five. Per- I don't even know what I'm up in that thing. Like thirty five percent in like three four uh, weeks. You know, I, I know what Dennis it. is gonna do. It's gonna pull back a little bit. And he's gonna put it in the wife's account. <laughs> <laughs> She gets the losers. We just transfer this over. Here's a little switcheroo. All right. She's got With- the Amazon. That's doing good for her. She's got yeah, the Amazon. A- 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 Amazon got a couple mentions yesterday. Actually, her, the- her RSP is doing better than mine, I think. So with Amazon yesterday, I thought it would get a little bit of a lift. It did get a mention multiple times in the AMD report that Amazon's looking to use some of their chips for their AI. So would this give Amazon the lift? That's one thing that I was looking at yesterday. It tried to push, couldn't really get above those highs. What do you see on the chart, Joel? Uh, well, it did have some did it have some news about a- AWS being down a little for a little bit, and people yeah, ask, yeah, AWS uh, was down for a little yeah. bit, yeah. You know what? I'm just, you know, Amazon makes a new high of the move. And I'm going to just kind of do uh, the same things. And also, I'll make a quick comment here on NVIDIA. Uh, you, you know, Amazon has been a little bit of a laggard, uh, has not gone anywhere near the 50% retracement like almost all these other stocks have. I think Google's even surpassed it. So I'd be at least holding out, you know, for a little bit more on the upside. If you're looking a little bit shorter term, you got a, a double close at the high of the move, 26.64 and 26.57. You're trading above that now. You know, you get a close over 127 and just keep things going here. But uh, overall, it's been a laggard on this rally. And then for you NVIDIA traders, and this is the number because, like, when charts get these gap ups like this, I'm just like, 
huh, like what you know, like, oh, I can't buy it. It's going to go fill the gap. Well, I can't short it. I'm going to get my face ripped off. But I look at the all time closing high and it made a big improvement yesterday from 401.11 to 410.22. So for right now, I'm using that as a switch, you know, as we, if I was long and I was even thinking, contemplating it, I'd be like, hey, what happens at 410.22 today? And using that a level and then look at it later today and see where it ends up on a closing basis uh, for, uh, uh, for, for the session. All time high, interestingly, was made on the day of the earnings and not yesterday. All time high, real close to that 420 number, 419.38. All right, we'll see what happens there. I'm going to go ahead and pull this down. You guys can definitely check out Trade Zero. Put it up there, the link, so you guys can check out, of course, and get three Leather months free of the Trade Zero flagship software. Let's wrap up the market, Joel. Let's go ahead and pull up the ES, how you're seeing it, last levels for us. Okay, uh, here we go, folks. Um, we're down mid-range on a session, or below mid-range at 44.20. So I think it's important to catch a bid here at uh, 44.20, take out the pre-market high. There were firm sellers there um, on the pop. So I think with, uh, you know, um, with the Fed meeting and the Fed decision coming out later today, I think even if you take, there's some days when it takes out the pre-market high, you know, much more enthusiastic on the long side. Today, I'd, you know, I'd be a little bit more tempered um, on the downside. Not, you know, the close is pretty much uh, near the pre-market low of 44.13. So not looking for any major breakdown until we take out that 44.13. Uh, let's see here. What else? Uh, oh, I just want to talk about three stocks that I'm going to talk about um, in more detail um, on pre-market prep plus. I'm having Taz Kulaji on. Kujalji from uh, Wedbush, and uh, yes. I, he's going to give commentary on uh, three stocks, and uh, they're good stocks. Palo Alto Networks, it just new made high. a new all-time high yesterday. Yep. And it's not time Yep, yep. Um, and the other one, uh, which has been a little bit of a laggard, uh, but has been catching up a little bit, CrowdStrike. Uh, mm -hmm. Finding good support. I mean, if you're looking for, you know, for some of these uh, growth stocks that, uh, you know, I like to strike too. I think yeah. that's setting up and hooking. I think that's ready to go as well. You know I what like I want to ask? Joel, do me a favor. Ask why they hate Sentinel One so much. That's the third stock, Mitch. <laughs> you are absolutely brilliant. That I want to is... find out, right? Uh, why? Yes, why do they, they start to love so it? Much. It's coming off the lows. They're starting to love it again. They well, I don't know like about love three day Dennis. rule. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got an undercut and rally type of move there, but is it going to close that gap? I mean, come on, that would be a monster. Gap oh, probably. We're in a bull market. That is true. Gap, downside that gaps is true. close quickly. They're trying. They're halfway there. Living They're halfway prayer. there. That is true. I think 50% retracement, though, tells me be careful here um, because oh, at least it. from the swing high to the swing low, 50%. Actually, 50% is a little bit higher. If you if you grab it from like that 22 high to the low, it's kind of closer towards 17, 18. So we'll see if it gets up there. Okay. All right. All right. Everyone have a good day. And uh, I might, I, depending how the day goes, I might hop on at uh, two o'clock today on premarketprep.com and uh, mm. cover the price action. And uh, the, you know what, really, it's not the Fed decision. It's like what Pump and Powell has to say. And uh, I guess I'm the only one on Wall Street. And they're beating inflation, even if they're cooking the bucks. All right. Everyone have a good day. We'll talk to you later on. We'll see you in a few minutes. I'm All right, we'll see what happens. I'm gonna go straight out all this stuff. 
Go do what you do best, my friend. Bed meeting, oh. two o'clock. Probably buying the dip. Go we yell are, about some inflation. Oh man, Mitch, it's been like this bull. You know, this has been a big Dude. move. What's the IWM up? I'll tell you right now, week? Dennis. You yeah, know yeah, how yeah. everyone talks about winners? Well, I'll talk yeah. about a loser today. Give it to Guess me. who is shorting Tesla right now? Are you trying on the day 13? <laughs> this guy. This Thir- guy. Is it 13 days in a row? Will this be 14 days I'm in a row? I'm down about 1.84%. The biggest level that I'm looking at is the gap closed for 246. So two, uh, 264. So Mitch. there's a level here around 264 that I'm looking to see if we can hold. 265 is my risk right now. I'm just going to stick Mitch. it to that and we'll see what happens. I'm with you. I'm going to call it right here today. I think today is the day that Tesla closes red. Today we is the see. day. We will Just, see, guys. I have no position. <laughs> Just trying to call it. It's been too much, too fast. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's up 13 days in a row. Today is the day it turns red. We'll today find is out. the rug pull. Why can't it be today? I'll we'll find out. Right. I'll tell you one thing. I'm probably the only fighting the trend ones. as hard as you can fight on this one. It is the definition of what not to do, fighting that yeah. trend. Yeah. The key though, no, you're out. That's always the key. No matter <laughs> what. makes another new high, which yeah. it's doing right now. Have a good one. You no guys position. enjoy I it. Int- I don't intend to have a position on this thing. You guys no. enjoy it. We'll have a great one. Take care. Dennis, always yeah. have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow, my friend. Keep up with Dennis Dick, of course. You guys can keep up with all my action on, of course, live trading. That's coming up next. Find out what I do with that swing trade, right? At least it's a swing trade, not like kind of day trading size. So I can handle a little bit of hit here. I'm down about 1.76% on this. I can add to the position. I just got about a third of my position of what I want to establish here. So I'm going to be coming after it. You guys want to check it out? Come over to live trading. That's coming up next. You don't got to miss it. And check out, of course, the book club. We had a great conversation last night we've moved the book club to tuesday nights at 7 30 p.m eastern so if you guys want to join on tuesday nights join the book club this is where we really go more into education than more just talking about stocks like yesterday we were talking about fib retracement levels and moving averages how you can use them how i use them and of course what you guys can always learn from me. I'll see you guys over on live trading. That's starting up next. Don't go anywhere. Of course, we have a great show for you guys today. That's coming. We'll see what happens with Zunaid, Ryan. We'll see what happens in my small account challenge, right? Can I bounce back and keep it going? Almost up 20%, trying to get to that 20% in the small account challenge. And let's keep pushing. You guys smash the like. I'll see you next time. And keep pushing. You guys know what it's all about. It's about pushing your skills to the next level, We never know if we're going to be right. I don't know if I'm going to be right in Tesla today. The only thing I can do is keep risk preservation and try to go about it with a processed approach. We'll see you guys on live trading. That's starting up right now.